Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, This week, my guest is Carolyn Graham. Carolyn, give us an introduction to yourself and then we'll get into your story of Michigan. Sure. Yeah. I um, have been in uh, the world of education most of my uh, professional uh, life and um, also have a, uh, we live in in a uh, small acreage, 50 acres outside of Cambridge in the village of, of Clyde. And we do have some other investment properties in Canada. We have a property that we Airbnb in a vacation uh, area. And, um, and then we also just purchased a property in uh, Michigan. My husband's still working in insurance and we have always liked real estate and, and investing and are trying to really kind of in, increase our, our portfolio. So we live on a ho- hobby farm with all kinds of rescue animals, dogs and horses and more barn cats than we can um, keep an eye on. But it's really just a, a good place to live and to, to have raised our, our children. So our uh, daughter is a surgeon in uh, Michigan and our son is an industrial plumber. So we are... Um, not is he in, is he, he's probably not in Michigan as well, is he? He's not. He's here. He's here with us. He says he's never moving out, like ever. <laughs> so we're 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 not sure whether to be scared or not. We're thinking maybe we have to have a conversation in a few more years. But it's actually handy having a plumber in the oh, house. No kidding. I was so, thinking even having your like rental property and having a plumber on that'd be awesome. <laughs> absolutely, it's a, absolutely so that that part is uh, is wonderful. Cool. So. You had, you had an Airbnb in Canada and some other stuff. And then um, how did the story go? How did you, how did you get into Michigan and why sure. did you go there? And yeah, what, what, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. So we do have, uh, we have another uh, property in uh, Canada, uh, multifamily in Canada that were partnerships with other uh, people on. But when our daughter was uh, doing medical school in the in the US, she landed in the Detroit area for her last two two years. And that was by choice. And to be quite honest, we're like Detroit, what you want to go to Detroit, we didn't know anything about Detroit other than when you're driving to Florida, and you're just kind of like zooming through and you don't stop. And so we didn't really have a great idea about the city or and sadly to say, I say that now, um, uh, really sadly, is is we didn't really have a great impression of Detroit. You hear all of these these things. However, she got into a hospital there that she just loved, and we were looking for a rental for her, and she ended up renting a place in in the Gross Point area of uh, just outside of Detroit. So she's near her hospital and uh it's kind of like the west side of galt uh, on steroids so she was (laughs) she was um she was renting renting a place there and what we found uh in her rental she was part of she was in a fourplex and it was a building that was about 100 years old extremely loud it was so noisy it was you could hear every single movement so you know 100 years old there was certainly no insulation or anything like that Uh, she didn't have a dedicated parking spot. Sometimes she could park her car and sometimes she was down the street. Um, it was a good size apartment and it was in a great location, but the rent was still quite high 
compared to the value of what she was getting for her apartment. Yeah, what kind of numbers were that, if you don't mind? So she was, yeah, she was paying uh, $1,200 a month for, for that apartment that really didn't have a lot of um, amenities, let me say. Yeah. So uh, no air conditioning, no, it was pretty, it was pretty basic. And actually when we got it, it wasn't in the best of shape. We had to spend days and days cleaning it, but we did go through a, a broker who had been recommended by another classmate of our daughters. And so she was helping us find something. The other piece with that was my daughter has a dog. And so to find a place that has a dog that will take pets is another factor. We looked at all kinds of places and then really like this neighborhood and it was close to the hospital. So she rented there for, for two years. Then uh, when she got her uh, residency in uh, surgery, she, she is going to the same hospital where she was a student and will be working and getting a paycheck. Hooray. And (laughs) uh, so uh, with the rents they were the, the way they were there and the cost of housing compared to how things were here, we started to look to see what we could, could find. So the same uh, broker that we were using who helped us get that rental place, she uh, helped us look for a place uh, down there. Yeah. Of course, this is in the middle of a pandemic. The, the borders are closed. We couldn't go down and we've never bought a place really sight unseen. Yeah. So we had to put a lot of faith in our broker and she was doing, she actually was great. She, she did so much work for us in going around and doing virtual tours and showings and one thing after another, sending us video after video of all these places. Yeah. So we ended up finding, uh, down there, they call it, uh, as you know, um, multifamily. Yep. So a duplex and, we found a duplex, which uh, 2,500 square feet. So each unit's over a thousand square yep, feet. Good size one. And um, uh, she's got two bathrooms in her unit and she has a backyard, a garage. And the price was lovely compared to what real estate would be here. And then the rent of <laughs> course could, could command a good rent. Yeah. So, we put an offer in on uh, on this place uh, in Michigan, but and but as you know, down there, if you're using uh, one of the two Canadian banks that will uh, lend money to Canadians purchasing in the U.S., you have to do a pre-approval. That was easy peasy. We had no problem with that. We thought, oh, this is great. This is this is easy. We had our pre-approval letter, and then that's when the fun started. <laughs> so. <laughs> The process kind of went like, I, I don't want to say it went sideways, but it was far different, I think, than what we anticipated. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Like what happened there? So, sure. so I'm sorry. Am I, I don't know if I'm opening some wounds. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it was just interesting because as I said, we had, we had been pre-qualified from the two Canadian lenders that have, that have the branches in the U.S., one of the lenders happens to be our bank that we use in Canada. Okay. So we, again, thought this was going to be a super easy process and all of their advertising is all around, you know, we support Canadians and one thing after another, and we make the process so easy. Made the deal, closed the deal, 
But then when we had to start submitting all of the documentation and the paperwork, it was like we were speaking two separate languages and we could not get on the same page. A lot of the terminology of, of documents and things that maybe they ask for here was not the same language that they were asking for down there. And okay. we were taking weeks upon weeks of submitting the same type of documentation. We had to end up getting our accountant involved. Um, we had to go back at it so many times. And they kept saying, well, it's underwriting. Underwriting needs this. Underwriting is going to need this. Underwriting needs another another piece of paper. Yeah. And then we found out we, we, we were doing this and getting so frustrated because we were on such a high about getting this house and so happy about it. Yeah. And then suddenly we're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Why are we doing this to ourselves? And again, it was weeks and weeks of, we were sending the same thing and our broker was also sending information to, to the lender. And she was getting the same thing. She said, it's like Groundhog Day every day dealing with this lender. We're sending the same thing over and over and over. She says, I don't know. I've never dealt with this before. So they kept talking about underwriting needs this and underwriting needs this, needs that. And then we found out that the person who was actually in underwriting had been off sick for two weeks and wasn't even asking for anything so it was just oh, it's like a it was, stall tactic oh, or something it yeah. was totally totally so strange uh in the end we did have to kind of ask to speak to somebody a little bit different and things got moving and we were able to close on time but the the whole process of using what you think is a canadian lender it's really not it's a separate u.s branch they really have nothing to do with us. Even our banking people here, our banking um, managers here would talk to them, but they didn't really, they couldn't communicate with them. It was kind of just an interesting process. We thought it would be a lot smoother. You could just transfer your documentation from Canada to the same titled yeah. bank. It wasn't like that at all. So in the end, it did close. Um, I think the other frustrating part. How long did that take to close? Oh, yes. <laughs> because as you know, you know, down in the US, it's far different in terms of closing times, where here we have closing of like, what, six to eight months sometimes. Down there, it's 30 to 45 days. So you have to close. We had a closing date of 45 days. The bank saying, oh, we're not going to be ready. Oh, we won't be ready. We got to move it. They moved it another two weeks. Then they wanted to move it again. And finally, that's when we had to say, listen, we're going to lose this deal. So, uh, yes, in the end, it did close. Um, yeah. But it was, uh, it was quite a stressful process. We didn't enjoy that. No. I know. that's a, What's one thing that people are always surprised? Because you think, oh, if I'm dealing with blah, blah bank in Canada yeah. and blah, blah bank in the U.S., like, it's just like if you went to get another mortgage in, like, if you're in Canada and you already have your principal residence at yeah. a blank bank, and you go to get your uh, a second, you know, a rental property at the bank, they have all the information. Yes. Well, yeah, there's a big disconnect. No, <laughs> huge, huge disconnect. Um, I'm really hoping that I wouldn't have to go that route again in the future. Yeah. Uh, so trying to, to make some connections maybe with some other people yeah. so that other lenders and things so that I don't, don't have to do that because really it was like, we were the first Canadians ever 
to buy a U.S. property. That's what it felt like. It was like, we are the first ones today. We know that's not true, but it was like, yeah. we felt like we were the first ones. Yeah. So how did that go? So you got, now you have the property, you got the financing. Uh, was there any, like, was the thing ready to rock right from the start? Mm. Did you have to get someone in to fix some stuff up? Were you able to put a tenant in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we are, our daughter, of course, will be living in one of the units. Yep. And uh, we just have um, rented out the, the other uh, unit. We certainly, again, because you're buying something sight unseen, we're relying on our, our broker to give us the information. Um, a week before uh, the property closed, there was a sewer, a sewer line out front um, broke and had to be replaced. However, that was actually to our advantage because the current, the vendor had to fix it. And it was a $13,000 repair. So it didn't back up into the house, thank goodness, but it did, it had the whole driveway, the front lawn had to be done. So thank goodness it was, it was one of those um, concrete pipes that they have under their ceramics yeah, had yeah, busted yeah. and they had to have that fixed. So that was a huge, huge repair. Um, also then of course we had to have the appraisal done and the appraiser showed up to do the appraisal the day that they were fixing the pipe out front oh, so gosh. then that put the bank <laughs> on high alert they're like what's going on the appraiser just told us there's all this construction happening out there and they have to fix the sewer so then we had to have documentation that that had been done so that kind of was a tricky tricky spot um the house itself is about um 100 years old almost 100 years old yeah. which a lot of the homes in that area are and so there was um, like a crack in the foundation, but it wasn't a water crack. It was just from, from shifting. So that had to be um, strapped, but that wasn't an issue with, with financing, but it did have to be done. So there were some things uh, like that. And um, I think one of, one of the things that we also have found is uh, Again, we have a great broker. She's been, she has been fabulous, very, very professional. But one of the things, and we all miss this in the, in the uh, videos, the showing, all the write-ups that talked about brand new furnace. We were all thrilled about that. But what we didn't clue into was that we really needed two furnaces. There used to be two furnaces in the house. And then a couple of years ago, the, the seller had taken the two furnaces out and put in one furnace. But if you're living upstairs and the downstairs person is controlling the heat, it's a problem. So we will now have to be putting in a second furnace, but the duct work is all there. So that's okay. That's not going to be. Yeah. Not too bad to tie into it. No, it's just going to be, it's actually just going to be a pain, but um, that was something none of us saw. We were just like, oh, that's a brand new furnace. We're so excited, but oh, gee, we really actually do need to. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's been, um, there's been a few things uh, like that, but it is a great neighborhood. It's really super close to uh, a lot of hospitals in the area. So it's great for medical community for uh, renting out. Did you also, find your other tenant to be uh, a medical related as well? You know, actually, the, the, the tenant is a chef at a local restaurant. Oh, 
Yeah, so <laughs> I know, and we thought it was going to be a medical person, but this person is actually um, a chef uh, who owns a restaurant in the neighborhood. So um, it's close in walking distance to to bars, restaurants, grocery stores, Trader Joe's just down the street. So there's lots of great things and ambiance in, in the neighborhood. Cool. So yeah, it has been, um, it's been quite a journey. Uh, we're glad that all of the financing, all of that's closed and <laughs> yeah. And of course then, you know, we have to, because again, we can't get down there. We haven't been able to get down there. Some of that stuff, because we're so close, we would have looked after a lot of the things ourselves to kind of get the house ready. Yep. But we had to have uh, a property manager uh, go in and, and look after some of the, the general maintenance things that, that we just can't get to. So that was going to be my next question. If you used property manager or just had your daughter do all the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we would like her to do some of the work, but, uh, so again, our broker that we use also has a property management business. So she's taken care of a lot of that stuff for us. So, you know, um, lawn care and, and of course we have to have snow removal in the winter. So it's probably for the best anyway, our daughter will be working quite a full schedule. So she won't maybe have the time for that. But I think some of the other things, um, you know, getting some storage things set up and different things that probably my husband and I could have tackled on our own, that's, we've had to let that go. And that's, that's been fine. But it's certainly, it's certainly to us, it spoke volumes though for having to have like a really strong real estate broker on our side, somebody who knew that area and could really be working for us because we would have been up the creek had we not, you know, with the fact that the, the borders closed. And here's just another funny fact with going yeah. back to the, going back to the whole financing. Yeah, yeah. They kept insisting that we would have to come and sign the documents in person. And we're like, like, oh, well, um, we can't get there. What do you mean? Okay, we're talking, we're talking Michigan. We're not talking Hawaii, and they had no idea that the border was closed. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's closed. Yeah, it's still closed. And so that was an ongoing kind of uh, funny topic that kept coming up, and they just couldn't quite comprehend it. And we actually were sending pictures of the closed border signs that they were posting in the in the news. Yeah. So in the end, we had to, um, we were able to sign the documents at our lawyer's office here and have that. And then it was registered. The title was registered in Michigan with absolutely no problem at all, but it yeah. was just a funny situation. No, I, and that's what that, that topic keeps coming up all the time, the notary problems. And, and every time I talk to someone, this, the solution, is the same thing. You fight with them for a long time and eventually they allow a Canadian lawyer. <laughs> like that's yeah. the solution. Um, mm -hmm. The, uh, if you go, they like, go to the embassy, go to the embassy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look oh, yeah. at, and you could like, I just send them the link, the embassy. This is the schedule for the embassy. It says emergency appointments only for renewals of visas. Yeah. And it says that's the only notary they will do in his emergency service. They will not let you buy a house. It's not considered emergency service. No, no, <laughs> we, we had that too. And it was, it was so funny because again, somebody from the bank kept saying to our lawyer who she kept calling the notary. Um, so we just need, we need your stamp. You need to stamp your official stamp has to be on the documents. And he said, 
Listen, it's my lawyer's number that means something. It's my my number that I get when I graduate from law school. That stamp I bought at Staples for $10.99, it really is not an official thing. And we were laughing so much about that. Like it was just <laughs> rather comical. They were convinced that it was the stamp. And he's just, that's just a fancy stamp that I had made at Staples. It's yeah. my number really that you need. But all got completed, everything... Um, finally was done but it was a journey and that we did have a few days where we're just like I think we're gonna have to walk away from this because oh, it is God. it was such a headache it was just such such a headache and I just think um I don't know whether the other the other big name lender is easier I I don't know and I think they're probably I get a sense that from both lenders they're they're more used to dealing with vacation properties, like Canadians going and buying in Arizona or Florida, yep. as opposed to, you know, like a rental, rental property, property or something, yeah. you know, that didn't seem to, and plus they kept saying, why are you buying in Michigan? Like, why are you, what, what? Like, oh, I know. And then you'd say, oh, my daughter's there. And I'm like, well, is that legal? Like, what's going I know, on? I know. I know. I have a friend who has a, uh, his brother lives in Columbus, Ohio. And, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's in Canada. And they're always like, he went across the border and he's like, oh, I'm visiting my brother. Oh, now you got to go in there for like the long interrogation because just, is your brother legally in Canada or in the United States? Like, and you're like, yeah, oh, he's so now he's just like, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to explain this. It's so true. It's so true. That's what we think too. Like, we're just better to say, yeah, we're just going on vacation. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it's, it was a journey. It was, it was interesting. Now we can look back and we have lots of takeaways and we have lots of things that we know we would not do again. And we have lots of things that we would not say again. I, I, and I don't mean to be dishonest, but I think we are so transparent and we overshare that we probably shared way too much information, which then they wanted info about. And we're like, why would they want to know about that? But maybe in mm. some conversation or an email, we might've said, oh yeah, we have this and that. There were a lot of things that we disclosed that they did really not need to know. But then the minute you mention it, it has to be documented. So that was a learning curve for us too. And again, not, not that we would withhold anything that they needed and not trying to do anything legal. I think we just, you know, we were so excited. Well, this is our first oh, yeah. process. We're sharing everything. We no, did not. I, I've done the same thing. And I've like, you have to just give them what they ask for. They ask, give you a list, give them what I asked for. And a lot of times I've done these loans and I'm doing another loan and I'm doing another loan and I know what they're gonna ask and they haven't asked for it all yet. So I thought I was going to be a genius and I'm going to give them everything that I know they're going to ask for before they ask for it. Well, we get to the closing table and guess what? They're like, oh, we forgot to pull your credit. And I'm like, I, I pulled my credit and I gave it to you. It's day one. They're like, yeah, well, we put it in the folder that we had your credit, but we need to pull it, not you provide it. And so I was like, oh, I was trying to help you and now I made it work. Now we got to do an extension or something like to make this work. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be longer out. And you're just like, yeah, just give them what they want and then wait yeah. for the next email and give them what they want. And, but be organized, have your stuff ready. If you can be quick, because you never make yourself the holdup. <laughs> no, no. Oh, There's already no. so many holdups. No. Don't no. be the bottleneck. <laughs> no, but it was funny because after the pre-approval and then we got the house and they knew we had it and they're like, oh, that's great. And then as we got closer to closing, then they started to think, oh yeah, I guess we better start working on this. And then it was like, 
so much information that they wanted within such a short period of time. And again, as we found out then, then the person who was supposed to be dealing with our information wasn't even there, but they kept kind of throwing this person under the bus saying this, this department needs it and there was no one there. It was quite a, it was really quite, it was quite an eye opener for us and we're really fingers crossed that we don't have to use them again, but that's why I'm not saying their name out loud in case I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's always the smart thing is to not name drop. Mm -hmm. In all yeah. honesty, if you would have name dropped, I probably just would have put a beep in and cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm like, <laughs> there's, I have lots of stories about banks I don't like. And I'm just, and once I do like, I even don't want to give the good ones because sometimes then they, you know, if you, you do a few more deals with them and you're like, no, I had a really bad experience. You're like, no, yeah. now a whole bunch of people are going to go there and they're not going to be pleased with it. And they're going to blame me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming on the show. I really oh, appreciate your time. Um, if people wanted to track you down, um, you don't have to be open to this, but if, if they wanted to track you down, what's the best way to do so? Sure. I think through my email would be uh, just fine. Yeah, and it's um, C-A-G, like carrot, apple, grape, yep. uh, 1904 at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. My pleasure. All right, thanks.